emotions, the concepts that were awakened when you first had that turning about in the depth of your consciousness different than what the world was offering you. The day when you consciously decided to step on the path. Let these emotions come up again. Remember that moment <coughs> of either bored or you were brought to dread Remember specifically that conclusion, that determination that that made you seriously question what was accepted to be normal. step to enter the path fill your whole being let that passion fill even your body that passion fill with intelligence so your whole being take on that commitment. Your body is committed. Your mind is committed. While holding on strongly to that passion, to that determination, to that commitment, just observe the body. It knows what to do. The legs. Find a comfortable posture that is stable. The hands, the elbows not too far, the shoulders are even. your back naturally straight just bringing your attention to the back you feel a sense of stability a sense of firmness a sense of unshakability no need to hold your head and neck in place center them so you don't need to expand any more of your consciousness than you need to mouth, teeth, tongue resting in their natural places eyes resting in the posture that is conducive for meditation For you, closing them might be the place. Having them open 
may also be or having them half opened There may be thoughts other than the breath going on. You may be aware of what your senses are picking up. That be a source of discouragement. No need for you to force your mind to focus on the breath. As long as there is some awareness of the breath, you're doing your job. As you breathe out, know you are breathing out. As you breathe in, know you are breathing in. If any other awareness is present, no need to fight them. No need to find some way to get rid of them. Your only concern is, am I aware of the breath now? This is out-breath, it's happening now. This is in-breath and it's happening now. Your mindfulness is awakened and you become aware of a sensation in the body itself sense of calmness, resting, let the sense of calmness be the vessel to travel to meditation. The deeper the sense of calmness, the sense of restfulness becomes, the closer you are to deep meditation. So no need to force anything, just observe. So while the mindfulness of this sense of calmness is in the background, in the foreground of your consciousness, of your awareness, continue to observe the breath. And on top of this, look at the very awareness itself observing the breath. Look what happens to it as it goes from following out-breath, keep following it, the out-breath transforms, perhaps there's a slight pause, almost not perceptible, and then it transforms into in-breath, continues in-breath, slight pause, transformation to out-breath. Be aware of the duration of your awareness being unbroken as it follows the out-breath back to out-breath. So what you add on top of this awareness of the breath is an intention to keep this stream of awareness while you follow the out-breath to out-breath 21 times. stream of awareness is just simply being knowing that there's out-breath while there's out-breath, there's in-breath while there's in-breath. If there are other things going on in the mind, the stream of awareness has been broken. So in the background, mindfulness of the sense of ease brought on by the very posture itself, in the foreground, following the breath, the intention to keep the flow of awareness unbroken.
awareness of the breath sit to the background and bring to the foreground the mindfulness and the sense of ease is it the same? is it deeper? is it approaching a sense of joy? no need to try to make it into anything just observe it now bring that to the background again and to the foreground recall your passion that emotion your determination infuse it explanation for this very present moment something to be accomplished now not looking at time as a factor let it stir into your mind a strong aspiration then bring your attention to the space in front of you holding on to that aspiration an aspiration that you are seeking in this very to accomplish to fulfill to approach to the very object of this aspiration exactly what core and the means through which you will achieve the object of this aspiration has appeared before you is appearing now in that space at the level of your eyebrows about an arm's length distance from you this is your infallible guide to that aspiration goal it is the very object itself taking form appearing specifically to guide you in all the steps while thinking this in your mind find that measure of conviction that indeed the means, the infallible means to help you achieve the object of your aspiration is in front of you as manifested as a bright presence as soon as you find that measure of conviction hold on to it as though it is the only thing that is worth reality that is worth giving any attention to summon the sense of reverence for finally the means to help you to achieve your goal is present show your reverence in your mind prostrate achieve your goal is present is right in front of you not in the future not in the past it's here now and trust yourself take refuge reviewing what you're going to do in this session take refuge to protect yourself take refuge for guidance is this goal worth to you? 
of a sense of gratitude make offerings the obstructions that prevents you from being in the state you aspire to be right now why can't you just wish it and be what is obstructing you <coughs> know that you are personally responsible these obstructions it empowers you to remove them so admit your faults in whatever actions you may have committed to cause these obstructions to manifest and they can only have been caused to be present in your life because of habits that you have no control over that are still present, that can still influence you. So entrust yourself again to your infallible guide for strength, for protection, for guidance. of strength you feel you have then out of your sense of your own capacity make a promise to be strange in the future then make a promise to do something to make up sense of ease that you experienced before, let it come to the foreground, stay with it, how does it feel in the body, how does it feel in the breath, how does it feel in the mind, and let this awareness become the new vessel where you arrest your mind take you deeper into meditation. So making the sense of ease the foundation upon which you will let your heart embrace all beings. Look at their conditions, the suffering that they're enduring how the suffering is making them behave, causing suffering to others. Yet everyone aspires to be truly happy, but the happiness eludes them. in your mind, passion and love is awakened in your heart. Being consciously aware of this compassion and this sense of love, intently focus on your bright presence of your infallible guide. Feel that through your infallible guide you are connected to all enlightened beings. Feeling this sense of connection, make a wish to fulfill the aspiration of your compassion and your love. 
ask them to please come into the lives of all these beings who are suffering so much. Teach them how to truly end their pain, how to find true happiness, and to stay in their lives until they are truly happy and truly free. the sense of compassion and love be added to your determination and remember what you're doing now sitting in this very moment and recall the merit you've gained so far for whatever measure of compassion you were able to arouse in your heart respect the marriage you gain through these preliminaries and dedicate them to help you with this session achieve what you are aspiring to achieve somehow comes from its future to your presence to guide you almost as if to tell you this is how you wishing to be closer request that bright presence to come to your crown of your head and feel the rays of light bathing you, bathing your whole being and make strong aspirations, strong wishes to be free of all your obstacles make strong wishes to quickly realize your goal begging for blessings and feel yourself connected to the teacher above your head through a stream of light, like liquid light descending from the teacher's heart, descending to the crown of your head, purifying you and filling you with the realizations and everything you need to succeed. specific. So far I have advised some such experience. Bless me to be free of them. I seek certain such quality. Bless me to achieve it. I'm trying to realize certain such. Bless me to realize it.
Staying aware of the breath, slowly become aware of the body once more. if you need to. Thank you very much for staying. Thank you for your patience. Uh, not only for tonight, but all the previous nights where I've tested your patience. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, so, uh, a few of you have made some requests as to what would you like to uh, the next topic of meditation to be. Uh, pushover. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try to see if I can fit everything into one, seemingly, one meditation. (laughs) And I'm going to put it all into the format of teaching one thing. Okay. Uh, I've probably taught that uh, text already. I'm I'm, uh, probably hearing hearing me teaching it in other places. But uh, I'm going to try to get to as much in-depth as I can with it. It's a teaching that I hold to be very, very precious. Uh, uh, my first encounter with this teaching was when we, uh, when I, the first time I used to go to a Buddhist center with uh, Chongya Rinpoche when he used to be in, in Chinatown. Uh, every, every time before we we started the teaching, he would we would recite it, and since. Uh, uh, since back then, I was very much impressed with it, and then I received a few teachings uh, about it. And to over the years, I learned to uh, to appreciate it and learn to see why, it w- uh, why what makes it so precious. And I'm very uh, hesitant to, at times to teach it, even though it seems to be something that you can find almost everywhere. But I'm very hesitant to teach it because. Uh, what it demands of you is very difficult to, uh, to bring out of uh, uh, people. It almost asks you to do the very opposite of what uh, a society tells you is natural. Okay. Uh, it's a teaching uh, called uh, Eight Verses for Training the Mind. Okay. This is for training the mind. And the mind, unfortunately, is not meaning it's not mental exercises to make you become, you know, make your mind stronger. It's not exercises to make you be able to pass your exams. That's not kind of that's not the mind training that it's referring to. It's referring specifically to the mind of enlightenment. So adverses for training your mind, and of enlightenment is concerned. Okay, and it is it, it is a, sp- a specific teaching designed for those whom you could say already have a inclination or have a uh, is it inclination have a disposition. disposition thank you have a disposition for for that so it's it's geared for those kinds of people so certain things it takes into consideration okay and then if you already are someone who has or already of this disposition then you find you may find you will find yourself naturally wanting to develop those 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 attitudes that the adverses are asking you to develop. But if you're not someone of such uh, this fine uh, sense of uh, uh, hesitation in your mind to to do these things, because it seems like it's asking you to do things that may seem to be unnatural. Okay. So. We're going to do one verse at a time. It's not going to be one verse per session. We might stick with one verse for a month or whatever. And we will teach to teach the same uh, way that I uh, 
been teaching as long as it takes. <laughs> <laughs> That's the method we take here. Okay. So uh, you may go on vacation and come back and we're still in verse 1. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, and uh, we, uh, I encourage you to get as, as you can get. Go online, uh, they're, they're posted. Get, uh, get the books. And of course, uh, uh, just for the sake of, uh, uh, I don't know, showing my definite biasness, <laughs> uh, uh, my teacher had a, there was a transcript, a book which came from a transcription that Buddha, that Rinpoche uh, gave uh, on, the, on that teaching, and it's called Essence of, of Mahayana Lojong. It's a tiny little book. Okay. Uh, so Rinpoche taught it, and then it, it's there, and there's a specific translation of the eight verses in there. Okay. But uh, we will even dissect the Tibetan. So those of you who are completely not interested in Tibetan, that part will probably bore the hell out of you. But I'll try not to make it too long. Okay. All right. So <coughs> since we started late, as usual, <laughs> and uh, I want to end uh, early. <laughs> early mean earlier than usual. Uh, so I will just quickly go over the first verse and the po your meditation is to simply recite the verse in your mind and making it into a request to the teacher above your head to help you with that verse, to help you develop that the verse is trying to help you to develop. Okay? And I will try my best to uh, impart to you uh, the, the what the verse is really trying to invoke within you. Okay, not tonight, but over several nights. So the first verse goes, I'll, I'll, I'll deal first with the Tibetan and then, and, and then the, the trans uh, one translation. Okay, so the first verse goes, dot ni, okay, I'll, okay, I'll, I'll recite all of it. Dak ni sem chen tam chela, that's the first line. Yishin Nobu, left second line. Donchok Dube Samba Yi, third line. Tatu Cheparu Zimbar Shok. Okay, that's the full verse, just to be in line with tradition. That's what they do. Okay, now, as far as the translation is concerned, you have to go to the very last line. Tatu Cheparu Zimbar Shok. May something happen. Dak Ni. I've taken the first two words, first two syllables of the first line and attached them to the last line to make it make sense. It's, so this is what, this is the essence of what you're supposed to end up with when you leave the verse. Okay? Okay? May I uh, hold or may I cherish May I cherish as supreme. May I supremely cherish. That's another way of, of, of translating it. May I supremely cherish. Not just cherish, but supremely cherish. Who? May I supremely cherish myself. <laughs> May I supremely cherish. Now let's go back to the first line to finish it. Sentin tamche la. Okay? All sentient beings. So that's what the verse is supposed to help you develop a sense of when you're regarding, when you're thinking of sentient being, when you see sentient being, that the emotion that comes in your mind is a sense of cherishing them, but in any way, but you s cherish them in a supreme way, all the time, taktu, always. So when you encounter them, when you think about them, when you're uh, dealing with them, you want to always cherish them. And this sense, once you develop it, it becomes the foundation for all the other seven verses. So it's always present, w even when you're developing the second, the second. And how are you going to be able to do this? There's an actual instruction, and that's the the two middle lines. Okay, is uh, right after the first line. It says, "Yishin nobu lelak pe." 
Okay? I mean, as... Uh, as a wish-fulfilling jewel. And for us in the West, what the heck is a wish-fulfilling jewel? <laughs> okay. So I'm going to actually go into that in, in depth so you can get so you can get a true appreciation of every part what is what is a wish fulfilling jewel not just into the not just to describe the legend of wish fulfilling jewel but to actually have in sense in your mind of self appreciation as though the person writing it was writing it to you and then that person had in, in his mind that you fully appreciate what a wish fulfilling jewel is okay so just a wish-fulfilling jewel is uh, an Aladdin's lamp, okay? Something that can fulfill all your wishes, whatever wish you make, okay? But unfortunately, the wish-fulfilling jewel doesn't just grant, doesn't grant you just three wishes, okay? Well, should I say fortunately? Because Aladdin's lamp only gives you three, and then this one gives you, you know, whatever. <laughs> but it's... It's <laughs> humongous, okay. <laughs> All right. So, by thinking, uh, uh, what is a what, what what do you have to do with a wish? Thinking about wish fulfilling jewel. So the next verse, Duncho dupe samba yi, okay, samba yi by thinking, by considering, by considering more valuable than a wish fulfilling jewel, and the third. The, the third verse, the third line, and that's where you find, that's why I ask you to get as many translations as you can get, because there are so many different ways of translating it, and every way you translate it, it comes out beautiful. Okay? So either this is more precious than a wish-fulfilling jewel, or sentient beings are more precious than a wish-fulfilling jewel, or both. Okay? So what is this other thing? It's chop to accomplish or to attain, to achieve the supreme aim, the supreme goal. So either thinking that the supreme goal is more precious than a wish-fulfilling jewel, or more in this, this sense, this is the sense I'm, I'm, I'm taking, okay, that how will you achieve the sense of cherishing or sentient being? Think of them as they are more precious than a wish for what, why, what wish are you wishing to achieve by using sentient beings as a wish fulfilling jewel, that they will help you to achieve the supreme goal, okay? So sentient beings are more precious than a wish fulfilling jewel in order to help you f achieve the supreme goal. You better learn to cherish them you better start cherishing them. So, the mind training part of this, the mind training uh, 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 teachings are supposed to help you make use of whatever situation you, 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 you encounter to help you fulfill your aim. No matter what you encounter, whether it is something that makes you happy, bad, or something that is neutral, you can use it to help you achieve your goal. Okay, not one of them is more uh, uh, powerful than the other. They are all equally powerful if you know how to use them properly. So this is telling you that no matter how, what, no matter, no matter what encounter you have with sentient being, you can need to achieve your supreme goal. Whether they're nice to you, whether they don't care about you, whether they're extremely nasty to you, whatever way sentient beings are relating with you, you can use that relationship to help you to achieve your supreme goal. Not only those who are nice, not just those who are nice to you are more powerful, or, and this is the thing I hope, as far as my training is concerned, uh, thinking that you have to go look for people to, uh, to, no. <laughs> to be nasty to you, so you can, so you can b make progress on the path. Okay? That's not what my training is telling you. My training is telling you, no matter who you encounter, <laughs> if you, that's a means to achieve the supreme goal. If you encounter someone who is very nasty to you, you can use that as a means to achieve the supreme goal. 
Okay. So you can use the same, almost the same logic. Avoid nasty people, look for very nice people, and then it will help you achieve the supreme goal. That's not it. Okay. And it's definitely not go look for people who are nice that will help you achieve, make your progress on a spiritual path. That is not the, that is not the case. Okay. So <coughs> now you have somewhat a very brief uh, explanation of the meaning of the verse. So then I'll uh, somewhat <coughs> give you a very uh, uh, broken translation. Okay. May I uh, cherish? Uh, may I cherish all sentient beings? May I learn to cherish all sentient beings in a supreme way by thinking of them as being more precious than a wish-fulfilling jewel to achieve the supreme goal. That's a very bad translation. <laughs> but do not to repeat those words, just get the meaning and you probably come up with a b better word than I did. Okay. Just think of the meaning that way. Okay. So the meditation is going to be focused on the teacher above your head, repeat the verse, and make the verse into a, a, a plea to the teacher to help you develop that sense of cherishing. And, and in all the things that are, that are involved, let me see how sentient beings are more special than a wish for jewel. Let me aspire to the supreme goal. Let me uh, cherish all sentient beings. Okay? Uh, that's what we'll do for now. So you can, well, leave out a decent time. <laughs> you summon and let that passionate determination infuse your body let it be what makes your body adopt a posture that is conducive to meditation while holding on to that passionate determination just look at the body and watch it sink into a posture that is conducive to meditation watch the legs hands, elbows, shoulders, the back, head and neck, sense of ease, that sense of tranquility, bring a vivid memory of the sense of tranquility you had previously and let that infuse your present state. Once you are in some way palpably aware of it, to stabilize it, in the same way observe the breath that you did before, observe five cycles of breath.
follow the verse in whatever order you wish to place it so you can feel it make it own it make it a plea to develop a sense of cherishing more sentient beings are more precious than a wish to fill and in any combination of ways you can combine these lines combine them make them into a plea bless me to supremely cherish all beings and see them as more precious than a wish of the jewel bless me to see how they are precious bless me to aspire to the supreme goal and so forth
hold on to that whatever degree of sense of cherishing sense of holding and being in a dear way and see the full perfection of that sense of cherishing being embodied by your infallible guide above your head that very realization that very realization that very is right above your head and you wish to become inseparable you want that sense of cherishing to manifest in your heart now and see the teacher dissolve into light, ascribe the point of light to be that very sense of supremely cherishing that you are aspiring <coughs> after. Keep ascribing that point of light as being that very realization, that very <coughs> and see it descend through the crown of your head, being pulled to the very center of your heart. <coughs> by your asper strong aspiration and in the very center of your heart <coughs> it encounters your mind and there becomes inseparable with your mind Focus on the sense of cherishing. Again, let your all beings seeing their conditions, make strong wishes that they be free of whatever problem that they are enduring, that they may that they may find true happiness and maybe it come from the very sense of cherishing that you've developed confidence of the tremendous merit you gain through this meditation and dedicate its power to the achievement of your ultimate goal. back to your breath let the very awareness of the breath guide you to become aware of the body again starting with the top of the head and include more and more until you reach your toes
uh, very briefly uh, there is a reason why I've taken I've chosen this topic uh, for this time for, for these times as they say uh, and I'm gonna tell you I'm not going to tell you exactly what, but uh, there's something I need to demonstrate <laughs> for myself. Okay. And it involves this. Okay. So, uh, so you're part of an experiment that you have no idea about. <laughs> <laughs> but all you know is that you're part of this experiment. So, uh, Uh, so bear with me <laughs> and uh, we'll as, as in depth as we can as I can get into into the uh, into this uh, the eight verses and it will you will see how it covers so many different things even though it's just eight verses four lines each okay right thank you again for your patience and see you next